All right. Well, welcome again to our Christmas service. My name is Brian Wiles. I'm one of the pastors here, and we're so glad to have you with us as we're celebrating Christmas. Uh, this year, our theme that we've been walking through for the month of Advent through December is the idea of us joining in the generosity of the generosity of God towards all of us. If you see that video, uh, the three little munchkins in that last video are actually mine. If you don't know me, those kids belong to me. And that scene happened a couple years ago at our Christmas morning celebration. My kids had really wanted this cool gift of an air hockey table. And so we were debating back and forth whether we were going to be generous enough to give them one of those. And as you saw from the, the picture, we pulled out the big box. I think there's something about just the size of a gift that kids get more excited about no matter what when it's uh, really big. And so we gave them that gift. There's a picture that's going to come up of them celebrating that afterwards. And they were so so excited about it and, uh, and, and they couldn't wait to, to start using it. Here's the really funny thing about that experience. Two really interesting things and maybe you've had something similar uh, happen to you with giving gifts to people in your family. The first thing is this and still don't tell my kids this. They're downstairs now right now but, but we actually, it seems like this really nice gift that we paid a lot of money for. We bought it used off of Craigslist for $20, okay? That tells you a little bit about the type of guy I am, okay? But they loved it. They didn't know that, right? And uh, they were extremely excited. Secondly, uh, the, the other interesting thing, and this happens with kids and adults alike. My kids were convinced that that gift would literally transform their lives, right? They, they just thought that they would be playing that all the time, nonstop. They, I'm sure they just envisioned their friends coming over and playing air hockey for hours. Well, we went down in our basement. We set it up. They played it a couple different times, and they were kind of like, oh, this is cool, but it's not quite as cool as I thought. And so now that air hockey table, it sits in the corner of our basement and it is not really an air hockey table. It's just a table that we just pile junk on top of, you know. They were so passionate and so excited about this gift. Uh, but after the original excitement has worn off, now it's just a table in our basement. And maybe you've had that experience as well. There's just something that you want so bad and then you get it and you realize, wow, I mean, I thought that was going to be completely life transforming and it didn't quite live up to my expectations. And so as we've come to this Christmas season, we've been talking about viewing generosity, not necessarily through the eyes of what our world oftentimes talks about, but viewing generosity through the lens of the gospel. Meaningful generosity that actually lasts, that actually does change our lives, that actually does make a difference. And as we've been thinking about Christmas, maybe you've noticed this, maybe you've reflected on this within yourself a little bit. You know, all of us, we want to give those perfect gifts. You know, we want to see our kids or our family members or our friends or our boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, we want to see them react like those videos. You know, we want them just to be ecstatic about the gift that we give. Give. And I think that we've kept raising the bar in our culture and our world for our expectations that we have on our generosity for one another. But you probably also noticed 
that that can cause a lot of stress, even within yourself. You know, they say the holidays, they're some of the most exciting times for people, but they're also some of the most stressful times of our year. And I don't think it's any coincidence that we put that much pressure on ourselves and we add that much stress. You know, some of us, we love giving gifts. You know, my wife, she's awesome at giving gifts and she's always thinking through how to get like the perfect gift to somebody, but it can lead to a lot of stress in all of our lives. It was interesting. Even as I was preparing this message, I was at Panera where I do a lot of my preparation oftentimes, and I couldn't help but notice just a couple tables over, there was a guy, and he was on his phone, and he was talking with customer service about a gift that he had ordered for somebody in his family, and he was getting more and more frustrated with the person in customer service, and he was having to try to recite uh, tracking numbers to them and, and order numbers, and he's saying, this is ridiculous. I can't believe it. The gift isn't going to be here in time. I need it on this date. I spent this amount of money and I could just sense his stress level rising. And I kind of looked over at him and tried to give him a smile like it's going to be okay. And he just rolled his eyes and went back to his phone conversation with the customer service person who may or may not have spoke that good of English, you know? Maybe you've been in those situations and you've been frustrated. And I think that this time of year, our hope with this series is not that we wouldn't think about how we can bless one another but that we would put our primary focus on what God has done for us, on his generosity to every single one of us and how that plays out in our lives. You see, I think at the bottom line for all of us as we come to Christmas, every one of us, we want something meaningful. We want a meaningful experience with one another. We want to connect with what this season is really all about. And that is our heart with saying, Christmas, join in the generosity. Let's join in the generosity of God towards us. And so today, we're talking specifically about the peace of God and how Jesus coming to this earth in the form of an infant in a manger actually came to bring us peace. One of the primary gifts that God gives to us through sending his son Jesus to this world is God gives us the gift and extends to us the gift of peace. Here's the big idea. You see, through the gift of Jesus, God gives us peace. Through the gift of Jesus, God offers us and extends us peace. You know, peace is something that we all want. Peace is something that we all long for. It's something that our world is looking for. Uh, But oftentimes we get confused on what true peace really looks like and what true peace really is. You know, oftentimes we think that, that peace is just like things going our way. Sometimes when we think of peace, we think as long as everything is the way that it's supposed to be, as long as there's a lack of conflict, as long as everything is falling into place, then I'll have peace in my life. And oftentimes we think that peace is based on our circumstances. And that's what our world is longing for, is that everything will go exactly the way that we're wanting it to go. And in that moment, then we will finally have peace. Well, I have good news for you and I have bad news for you on this Christmas service. And I'll start with the bad news because the bad news is this. If that's the type of peace that you're looking for, unfortunately, I'm going to say that that's not the type of peace that God offers to us through his son, Jesus Christ. You see, God doesn't offer and say that everything in our life will go exactly the way that we want it to go. If anybody ever tells you that Christianity is about God putting things exactly the way that you want 
want them and having your life right off into the sunset, then they've certainly got it wrong. They haven't understood what the Bible is all about. In fact, the Bible actually promises something opposite of that. Jesus says, in this world, you will have troubles. And right, we, we've experienced that. Every single one of us, as we go through life, we know the reality of life is that there are times where things are going exactly the way that we hope that they could, and there are other times where things seem to be falling apart. And there's different seasons that all of us go through in life. And so following Jesus isn't about expecting everything to be perfect. And the peace of God cannot be based on our circumstances. The bad news is if you're expecting that everything is going to go exactly the way you want, you're going to end up being disappointed. But here's the good news. God gives us a type of peace that is much greater than our circumstances. You see, in Jesus, God offers us a peace that transcends our circumstances. God offers us a hope that surpasses our understanding and that in the midst of circumstances that may be going our way or may not be going our way, we can rest assured knowing that God loves us, that he came to this earth to show us his love, to go to the cross and to die for us. And when we understand that, when we know that reality, it transcends any circumstance that we have, and it allows us to have peace. You see, Christmas is about the gift of peace that God offers for each one of us. And so we're going to look at a passage in Luke chapter 2 today that talks about this peace that God gives us, and especially through the light of Christmas and if you remember last week as we started this series, there's two main sections of the Bible that talk about the Christmas story. In Matthew chapter 2, that's where we spent some time last week, and it talks about the Magi and the, the gifts that they brought Jesus. And Luke chapter 2 is the other section of Scripture that talks about the, the story of Christmas. It's what we heard about from our friend Linus, and we're going to read it again, and we're going to see what God has to say to us through that. Luke chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, you can open there or open up your handouts. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. It says this. It says, Then there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This is a sign to you, and you will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with angels, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. See, as we read this passage, it's really interesting to compare and contrast the, the Matthew passage that we talked about last week and the Luke passage that we talked about this week. In Matthew, uh, the, the author is talking about these three wise men who God reveals to them that the Son of, of God is being born, Jesus. And we understand that these three wise men, they were like kings, right? We sing songs about we three kings. And, and they were very of very high stature and very high status. Well, in Luke, he focuses on how God revealed through the angels to these shepherds. 
I don't know if you know this, we don't really have much of a place for shepherds in our culture or our society nowadays, but 2,000 years ago, shepherds, they were not a very high statue or statue at all. They were actually people that many of us would have looked down on. They lived out in the fields. People oftentimes made fun of them because they probably smelled a little bit like the livestock that they were keeping track of. They wouldn't be around people very often. And so shepherds were actually people that, that many of the, those during the world would have looked down on. So here you have the, the authors of the gospel comparing and contrasting that God revealed himself through his son Jesus to these wise men, these three kings, and now he reveals himself to these shepherds and they're both equally in need of peace and they're both equally in need of a savior i think as we start off understanding the christmas story we have to know that god sent jesus for every single one of us every single one of us you know whether we're outcasts or whether we're people of high status god says whether you're weak or whether you're poor whether no matter where you are jesus has come to bring you peace. And so I want to talk about these three different ways that Christmas offers peace to every single one of us. And the first one is this. Because of Christmas, we can have peace with ourselves. Because of Christmas, we can have peace with ourselves. Have you ever noticed that oftentimes in our world, we're asking these questions over and over again. Who am I? You know, do I truly have value do I really have anything to offer the people around me? And as I've gotten to do ministry more and more, I've found out that one of the main questions that all of us are asking is, am I significant? Do I matter? Do I have a purpose? And as we come to this Christmas message, the beauty of the gospel is that God has come to give us peace and tell us what our identity is all about, which means that we were created in his image so we can be at peace with ourselves. It's questions that we've been asking in humanity for the rest of history. There's this Stoic philosopher, Epicus. He lived right after the time of Jesus. And he, he said this. I think it's interesting that they were wrestling with this peace with themselves concept even 2,000 years ago. He said, while the emperor may give peace from war on land and on sea, he is unable to give peace from passion and grief and envy. He cannot give peace of heart for which man yearns more than even outward peace. Think about that. Think about our world and our culture. Aren't we oftentimes wrestling with, do I really matter? Can I really make an impact in this world? You see, through understanding the gospel that Jesus came for each and every one of us, we can recognize who we are. And having peace with ourselves makes and starts with understanding our identity and what God has done for us. See, we have to understand that there's a big difference between what we do and who we are. And the Christmas story is the truth that we are valuable, not because of what we do. You know, oftentimes you may ask somebody, well, well who are you? And, and, and then when you ask that question, a lot of times the first thing we go to answer with is what we do. Well, I'm a teacher. I'm a pastor. You know, I'm a student. I'm fill in the blank. Who are you? We usually answer with what we do. But the gospel truth, so that we can have peace with ourselves, tells us that we have to understand who we are and what's been done for us. 
And that's Jesus coming to this earth in the form of a baby and dying on the cross for you and for me. If you want peace with yourself, it starts with understanding the Christmas message that you have value and dignity and beauty because of what's been done for you on the cross of Jesus. You see, Ephesians 2.10, it says that we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works in which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's a freeing truth that gives us peace. The second thing is this. Because of Christmas, we can have peace with others. Because of Christmas, we can have peace with others. God doesn't want us just to have peace inwardly, but he wants us to have peace with one another. Maybe some of you have heard this story before, but there's a pretty amazing thing that happened in 1915. It's called the the Christmas Eve Truce. 1915 uh, was a moment in time where World War I was flaring up. And during World War I, if you know much about history, during that war, it was a very different war than we fight nowadays, obviously. The modern equipment that we have was not available to them, and so there was trench warfare. And what would happen is they would dig in a trench on one side, you would dig in a trench on the other side, and in between that trench, there was this area called no man's land. And if you peeked your head up out of the trench, there would oftentimes be snipers. And so you literally couldn't hardly ever get your head even up out of the trench to see what was going on. And there was this land and there's this stalemate where they would just sit in the trenches for days and weeks and months and, and shoot back and forth at each other and just wait. And everyone would be petrified of the area in between of no man's land because if you would rise up into that area, you would most certainly be killed. Well, something really powerful happened on Christmas Eve of 1915, and we have a video reenacting what happened there. I want you to check it out. Jenkins, Oakley, night.
My name is Jim. Mein Name ist Otto. Pleased to meet you, Otto. Freut mich. Rose, she's called. Um, it's schön. Um, it's schön. powerful true story about the the impact that Christmas can have these two sides uh, the Germans and the English who are battling laid down their arms and came together around the birth of a savior even if it was for only a few hours there was peace because of Christmas And you know, I think that's symbolic of the type of peace that God wants for each one of us to have with the people in our lives. You know, as we think about that, that message, as we think about going to war and Christmas bringing peace, some of us, we think of our Christmas experience, don't we? We think of, I'm going into my family Christmas experience, and it feels like I'm going to war, you know? Hopefully you don't completely feel that way, but I know from talking with many of us, as the holidays come up, there's, there's times where we can have conflict, even with those that are closest to us. But you see, when God came to this earth, and left the comforts of heaven, came down to this earth. He didn't just come to teach us some theoretical truths. He didn't just come to teach us some theology. He didn't just come so that we could sing songs. He came to give us real life and real reconciliation with one another. And so when we understand the power of the gospel in our lives, when we understand how generous God has been to us, the gospel truth that God is willing and able to extend his love and his grace and forgiveness to every single one of us, no matter what we've done. When we really grasp that, it allows us to extend that same generosity towards the people in our lives. See, Christmas helps us live at peace with one another because when we understand the beauty of the gospel, we can't help but extend it to the other people, even people that have hurt us. Even people that have done things that have been hard for us to swallow, the generosity of God's forgiveness towards us overflows to other people. See, the beauty and the truth and the power of this Christmas is that as God extends his kindness and love to us, we get the chance to extend that to others. And so if you really experience God's love, you have to ask the question, are you extending that generosity to others? Not just giving them gifts, Not just saying kind words, but truly walking with the love and forgiveness and grace that Jesus has given to you to others. See, those of us who know Christ have to be on the forefront of extending peace towards those in our lives. And we get the privilege of doing that. And it's a beautiful gift that God has given to us. So God gives us peace with ourselves. He gives us peace with others. And finally, because of Christmas, Christmas, 
we can have peace with God. Because of Christmas, we can have peace with God. See, see, the birth of Jesus, it signals that we no longer have to run from or fight with or question God and who he is and his love for us. And it's interesting this time of year because it can be hard to really wrap our minds around, but it is so true that the Bible actually says that if we haven't accepted the gift of God's grace into our lives, then we are actually enemies of God. You see, Jesus is separated from us because of our sin. And so sometimes we make the the mistake of assuming that that sin isn't really like that big of a deal. But Christmas is actually a reminder that, no, it's a pretty big deal. Sin, it's not just some some small bad decisions. It's something that is way bigger than that. R.C. Sproul says this. He says that sin is a cosmic act of treason. In other words, we're separated from God because of our sins, meaning that left on our own, we're constantly at battle with God. But the the beautiful news of of Christmas, and we have to understand the bad news to understand the good news of Christmas, the beautiful news is that God loves us too much to keep us at war with him. That's why he sent his son. That's why he sent him in a manger. See, God sent his son, disarming us as a, as a baby, totally vulnerable, who lived as a man, a completely perfect life, came to this earth and died on the cross for you and for me. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 17, it says this, that Jesus came and he preached peace to you who were far away and peace to you who were near, for through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Jesus came and he preached peace to all of us, to those who were far and those who were near, to the shepherd and to the wise men, to every single person in this world. God offers eternal peace. And we accept that and receive that when we say, I'm gonna put my faith and trust in you. That's what Christmas is all about, receiving the generosity that God has for every single one of us. And so here in a minute, I'm gonna pray and we're gonna give all of us a chance just to respond to that gift that God has offered us because it truly is the greatest gift that ever could be offered to any of us, the gift of eternal life. John 3, 16, which we talked about last week, says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The question is, have we received that gift of eternal life? peace with God because it's where all other peace comes from. So let's pray. Let's invite the band up.